Have you ever worried that you might be the cool kid you wear the latest fashions on top of all the trends? Or have you ever worried you were too much in the mainstream, always so generic, more normal than your friends? Well, we've devised a test to put to rest your fears. There's no need to panic if you let us your ears. Tonight you can't sleep easy after all that you've heard. Cause if you like the show, then you're probably a nerd. Welcome to the latest episode of the It's Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things pop culture, the podcast where we talk about all things geek, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything, because it's all in canon. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I'm joined by Phil. Hello, hello, long-haired Phil. Sure. And Tyler. hey Yes. Band is back. Oh man, what a week! What a week! What a week it's been! It's another Monday. It's another new week. It's another week here in the summer. A summer that seems to be progressing in many different directions. Phil, how was your week and weekend? Uh, as you guys know, um, I happened to procure an Xbox S. And uh, Ted Lasso season two episode one dropped, so I'm a happy camper. <laughs> oh, I love that show so much. That episode was just so good. It was just so. So you know what? You know what it is about that that show? It's lighthearted. It's happy. Yeah. It's good. It's funny. It's just a reminder that not all TV needs to be superheroes. Not all TV needs to be angry. Not all TV needs to be about sex. Not all TV needs to be emo. You can't have happy go lucky shows. Yeah, and that's I'm discussing that with my friends right now, and I'm like, look, it's not the best show of all time, but it might be the best show of all time. Like, it's just gonna make you feel good yeah. about life. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. I had to watch it twice just to get all the jokes because I was too busy laughing over some of them. Yep. So yeah, it was a great episode. Like, unreal wit going on in that one. So, all right, we're gonna talk about your Xbox experience in a little bit, but before we go there. We need to check in with East Coast boy, Tyler. How's everything? Welcome back to the show. How are you? How's your week's weekend? It's been, I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, anytime that you get, you make a big purchase like a house, you're terrified of the bajillion things that are going to go wrong. And we've been so lucky that consistently every expert that has come in has repeated the refrain of your only real concerns here are aesthetic. Right. The foundation solid. It doesn't leak. We've had like we've been hit by a hurricane since I last talked to you all. And I this basement was bone dry. Right. Right. So like it's phenomenal. Where you know. Yeah. It's been it's been insane. You guys can see an exposed pipe above me. Not a yeah. euphemism. An actual I had to exposed pull. pipe. Yeah. Not his penis. Yeah. I had to pull out a bunch of the boards to run Cat Six and Fiber through the basement and stuff. Oh, that's amazing! I love it. But so you're in your basement. It's phenomenal. Right now? 
Yes. So nice. I have our basement is my office, the wine cellar, the weight room, and what we euphemistically you we, we we call the prohibition room because the rec room down here has this like this awesome overstuffed leather couch. Oh nice. And this huge leather chair, but it's like a very narrow weird space. And then we've got like the PS5 and the Switch down there and the wine ever, rooms around the corner. Do you ever leave so, your basement? Oh. <laughs> yeah, cuz I have a barbecue upstairs. Oh, okay. And another TV and like Nah, the kitchen here is phenomenal. That's awesome. I've been living my best life. That's it's awesome. Phenomenal. It's it's so happy to hear from you. Congrats again. Oh. Um, oh. You're you said you went through a hurricane. We've been going through yeah. like the worst air quality you can humanly imagine here in Toronto. Yes, and tornadoes. And tornadoes. Yeah, but I remember what my life was like when I moved back to a house after living in an apartment for ten years. So I know your happiness because it's like, hang on, I can like there's more than one bathroom and I can walk over to this other room that's yeah. only purpose is to be a spare room. Like these are all luxuries, right? I'm like, oh, so I could actually put part of a collection in here type thing. Yeah. And, uh, you could well, also make a, jokes about your living yeah. situation, but that's neither yeah. here or there. <laughs> So yeah, yeah that's no, awesome. Phenomenal. No, that's awesome, man. That's that's so awesome. Like I am looking so much, but right now the market is so fucked. Um, I don't even yeah. know. Like it's so weird. Friend of mine is looking at renting an apartment back in Guelph. Yeah. And their rent alone was going to be forty percent more than our mortgage, all of our bills, our property tax, and our insurance. You have any Whoa. neighbor houses uh, up for sale there? <laughs> yeah, it's so much for sale out here right now. Cause like, uh, I know uh, one of my best friends from my BlackBerry days lives up, mm -hmm. lives out there now. Just loves it. Just loves it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and it's fantastic. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, phenomenal. just wait for winter. You'll get the whole year in. You'll be like, I wish this was better, but I'm sure it's going to be still better than before yeah i mean there's that like I, I i i was i was rounding the corner on year 18 of renting mm. so like i was ready and yeah. i really enjoy the fact that like if there's a thing i don't like i just deal with it here yeah right like it's like oh i need a new cat six plug well i'm just gonna run cable yeah yeah that's that's one go to home depot get a fish yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Phenomenal. Yeah, no, that that that's awesome to hear, man. Um, what else is going on? Have you been keeping busy otherwise outside of like settling in? Yeah, I mean, I got I got a bunch of the freelance work. I'm taking another go at full time freelancing for at least the rest of the summer. Yeah. Um, I managed to land one very big contract that I can't talk about yet nice. because of NDA stuff. Congrats. Um, I've got another big project that I can talk about where it's I got commissioned to do like my own standalone RPG about 
post 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 apocalypses. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so it's it's you know the world as we know it ends in a climate and pandemic related disaster, which I started writing this in 2017. That's actually and then I was, and then the world happened and we got we got delayed because I was like, this is great material. Oh, because a pandemic and climate change. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is great material. Just keep writing. Um, and then it's about like society. It's it's society has already started to rebuild. And it's now you navigating this rebuilt society. So Very you cool. just watch the news. Yeah, right. I'm just like, oh, well, there we go. Inspiration now. It's like, hey, yeah. look, floods in Germany. Hey, look, floods in China. Yeah. I mean, so the first draft of the manuscript was due the April COVID, like the April after COVID hit. Mm. And I literally was like, we can't, I cannot get this to you on time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the world's yeah. just imploded. We're just, we got to deal with this. <laughs> that's so funny oh man and, yeah. what a world we live in right now it's so what freaking weird and we caught up a lot of well, a lot of tv uh nice. we, we watched all of she-ra during quarantine it was so good like the new netflix one yeah a great show uh we're almost done all of mystic quest um, yes oh is that the apple one or is that yeah it's apple ubisoft and yeah. the always sunny team yeah yeah um, my favorite episode. Starts? My favorite oh, yeah. episode of season one has nothing to do with the actual story. You know which episode I'm talking about. I don't know. Have you done season two? Um, oh, there's about a season halfway two. Through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Season oh, two is emotionally destructive. The first episode oh. so got had, to me. No, that entire season we had to stretch it out because, like, yeah, we 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 watched we watched the second last episode of the second season after dinner. And we finish it, and and Ashley goes to me, and she goes, "Well, good luck in your podcast, you emotional wreck. You got ten minutes to pull yourself together." <laughs> yeah, it's um, brutal. The first episode of the second season really got to me, um, especially yeah. because like I could relate, and everyone can, oh. but I really relate to these people and kind of like their lifestyle. Um, and for our listeners who don't know what show we're talking about it's on apple tv plus it's essentially about a video game studio and their trials and tribulations and their wackiness and stuff like that it's you know what's funny that it's really not too much of a stretch of how tech companies are run yeah well and, and yeah you see the other ways i mean so oh you're talking about the flashback episode right yes so that comes back oh shit no that's still that's that is part of the plot, my guy. Oh, oh my boy. god! Yeah, no, Boris is right. There's an episode in season one that has none of the same characters. Yeah, it's not no. set in the time. There's another episode like that in season two where it's only one of the same characters, and it's set about sixty years before the current stuff. Crazy! Oh, it's so good. It's that's so awesome. good. But yeah, know, I, I, Apple is killing it. Apple is honestly killing it. Um, yeah, Ted Lasso is I, like I I told oh, Phil great. about the show last year. I fell in love with yeah. it right away. Um, and yeah, it's just like I can't stop talking about that show. Yeah, I my only bone to pick with you about Ted Lasso is that I agree it's a great show. But... I don't argue it. I don't argue it's happy go lucky. 
Because it deals with some heavy stuff. Yeah, it does. It's just unfailingly optimistic about it. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, I, you just watch an episode and you smile. Yeah, no. You know I, what I mean? I, like, it can be yes. heavy. You're right. But you're he's taking you on this journey of oh, yeah, yeah. the optimism, right? And you're yeah. just like, hey, guess what? I don't need to feel bad when watching a TV show. 100%. That type of thing. That's all. And. You know, even on on the Apple TV Plus, I watched Long Way Down, which is uh, 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 Ewan McGregor and his friend Charlie Borman, or Long Way Up, and they were traveling from Argentina all the way up to Los Angeles on mm-hmm. motorbikes, electric motorbikes, motorbikes. Yep. and it was just really great content and whatnot. I know they bought the franchise, but they have the Fraggles coming out. They are doing a lot of really interesting stuff on that on that, you know, channel. Yep. Also, Tuca and Birdie season two is now, I think, almost all out. Oh yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they left Netflix. They got picked up by someone else, and it's still very good. No, uh, I started for all mankind. For all mankind. For all mankind. Yeah. So the pitch is right before Apollo eleven. Oh yes. Right before Apollo eleven, the Russians land on the moon first. Yeah. And and just they just kind of go from there. Um, it's also Apple TV. Yeah. It, it stars um, Joel Kinnaman, who yep. just kills it again as always. Yeah, oh, we're so lucky to have such great TV now coming in. Yeah. And then anyone... oh. go ahead. I'm gonna say my last one. Have either of you watched Pig yet? No, no that's I, on my list. I heard it's really emotional. It like, is. It is possibly one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's on my list. I, it's my phenomenal. F- my friend has it on his Plex, and I keep on looking at it, and I'm like, do I want to cry tonight? <laughs> oh, yeah, it destroys you. <laughs> yeah. I had yeah. that heads up from somebody on Twitter, and I'm like, okay, definitely move that into the Phil's going to cry category. So prepare yeah. yourself. Yeah. Oh, so good. You know what movie I was forced to watch a few weeks ago? Forgot to talk Uh-oh. about this, and it was unexpectedly, absolutely emotional. That movie hmm. with uh, the guy that plays Jughead on uh, Riverdale. Uh, Riverdale, five feet apart. Tyler is like just <laughs> never even heard of this. Nope. Yeah, it's 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 something. It reminds me of like Mandy Moore's movie Walk to Remember, something shit yes. like that. Anyways, yeah. um. Well, you know what I've found? I'm going to try watching it. I found it on Disney Plus after Fearless Fred on Twitter put a clip of it. It's a 2009 movie called Gentleman Broncos. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) this thing looks absolutely ridiculous. It was 20th Century Fox, so naturally it's on Disney Plus here in Canada. And it's reminding me of Napoleon Dynamite right now, and it's got a lot of the same actors in it. So... I don't know where it's going to go, but Fred had this guy throwing up a pink projectile vomit onto a deer. And that was the clip on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm sold. Fair enough. (laughs) All right. Tyler, have you finished watching Loki? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, I can't wait to see, um, see him again. Yeah. Yep. Get to see him soon. What are your thoughts on the larger MCU um, repercussions, if any? I mean, we all we all knew this was happening. 
and it, it still fits my thing before of of he, we're gonna we're gonna get first introduced to him in it sounds like Quantumania, yep, which allegedly just started filming this week. Today, yep. I really yeah, I don't know if it was today or not, but um, allegedly he got the he allegedly he was first cast just for this cameo in Loki, and they're gonna have someone else play the part, and he just blew their socks off, right. And then they do a slight rewrite to make it work. Um, yeah. I, and again, you can watch, you be able to skip the TV shows again, and it'll be fine. You're going to miss stuff, but it's going to work just fine. Of like, oh, the Avengers, the Infinity Stones created the multiverse. Because indirectly, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Yep. And then we get this, and now we're here. Yep, exactly. My niece came back to me on the weekend. She watched the final episode and she said mm. she thought it was a big letdown. <laughs> Keep on getting that feedback that people are like, it was great. And then the last episode just dropped. <laughs> I, I, it loses a lot of casual Marvel no. fans. No, 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 no. Here it is. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Oh. A lot of people need to be explained everything. Someone I know who I talk to regularly, not a comic person whatsoever, they explained it the best way. Marvel and the MCU and Kevin Feige respect their viewers. So if you're a longtime comic person, you are rewarded with these types of stories. Um, having said that, they don't hold it back. So there's this expectation that the casual viewer is going to go out and do their research. And apparently... A lot of people are actually doing that, and a lot of people are finding other stuff and other reference material to enjoy these shows a little more. But it's the average viewer who just wants to be explained everything that are yep. finding these shows a big letdown at the end. Yep, that was my takeaway. It's a tough, tough call. Yep. <laughs> Anyone watch uh, Masters of the Universe yet? No. I did. And, uh, you know what? I liked it. I, liked, I know I some loved of it. it. I enjoyed some of it. it. Got leaked. Um, I'm seeing my friends getting upset about it because they see the critical reviews are not like, the critical reviews are great. The fan reviews are terrible. And I linked them an article on the weekend, and I said, like, look, this is people getting angry at woke culture. Right. Like wow. this is people bombing it because he man isn't the center of the show per se. He never was. He never was. I know. And that's the hilarious part is like, I don't know what they're rebelling against. I'm like, it's people don't like remember what the show was. People don't remember yeah. watching the show. They have this this contrived thing of Dolph Lundgren and Masters of the Universe movie where it's yep. all about him, or because it's called He-Man, it has to be all about him. They don't actually remember what the show is about. it's not He-Man, it's Masters of the Universe. Exactly. I don't, I don't even think it goes, I don't even know if it gets that complicated. I think it's just, it's called He-Man. And these are the same people who are like, I used to love Star Trek, and then this. Or I used to love Bill Nye, and then this. Or I loved when X-Men wasn't political, yeah. like in the 80s. Yeah. And it's just, they just want to bitch about this modern stuff, and they're reactionaries. Yeah, It was a great story. It took turns that I didn't expect it to do. I just overall thought it was a great piece of entertainment. Like, I was just like... And at no point does it say He-Man. 
anywhere. It's Masters of the Universe. When I used to collect the toys, it never said He-Man, the Masters of the Universe. It was Masters of the Universe. It yep. was always that. It's exactly. just, yeah, the opening credits had him, and I have the power and all that, and all that. Fun stuff. <laughs> yep. Exactly. These are the same people just... who lambasted Shira on yep. Netflix and are still lambasting Shira. Yeah. Yep. But, but but again, yep. It's about having powerful female leads. How dare they? Let us not forget that a certain YouTube personality shared a pretty porny looking Shira this week. Being like, this is what she should have looked like. And people are like, you know, she's supposed to be like 15, 14 in that show, my guy. You know yep. that you're sexualizing a minor, my guy. It's like Ooh. when people do that to Sailor Moon characters and stuff, right? It's like they're literally right. going into high school. Yeah. Anyways. Um, <laughs> weekend box office. Interesting numbers. Uh, old. Finished number one, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, finished with $16.5 million. Snake Eyes, finished number two with $13.35 million. Black Widow finished finished third with $11.6 million with a 55% drop week over week. Space Jam finished behind that with $9.56 million with a 69% drop week nice. over week. Thank you. Um, and then F9, and then Escape Room, Boss Baby, The Forever Purge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if you look at all of these, like Quiet Place, down 46%, Forever Purge, down 42 Boss Baby 2, down 39 Escape Room, down 60 Do we think just maybe it's only the people who feel like not as many people are going out to movies? Yep. Well, that's the thing, right? Like... We were talking about this last week, Phil and I, that we were talking about how American or just uh, cinema companies are pissed off at Disney over the Black Widow um, release experiment of it going to Disney Plus sure. and it having a huge release on Disney Plus. They wanted to, you know, their, their share of the pie. Little, like, no one remembers that we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. There's a shit ton of people who don't, want to go to the movies just yet or the fact that hey let's let let's change things up and not use this archaic hundred plus year of you know way of watching movies i mean not to mention like several places are getting into fourth wave now right like if you look yes. at the american numbers Oof, they're bad I, yeah poof, as well like you have to look at things too or quiet place too it's available on prime video for free here in Canada. Yeah. Like here in Canada. Yeah. But I'm just saying like that's available on Google Play movies and things like that. People have choices now because they're eliminating the movie from the theater run to monetize it on the rental run and whatever distribution platforms they're cashing in on. So why is that movie going to contend at the box office? Right. Like that's. Mm -hmm. It's just fair play. And the same thing goes for Black Widow. Like the minute you do a simultaneous release, okay, all the all the great people, and I applaud you, go out and buy it or go to the movie theater and watch it and eat your expensive popcorn. All right, I get it. But then the next weeks are going to be flooded with people watching it on torrents and whatnot. Like yep. once it hits digitally, it just goes digital. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's like the, the price purge last that. week came out digitally. Yep. That's all you're seeing in the 
Grey Web. Um, F9 is coming out digitally this week. That's all you're going to see on the Grey Web. Yep. And then, but you know what's interesting? So, to this point, I'm keeping a track on Below Deck Mediterranean ratings. You can laugh all you want, but there's a reason for this. So, it's a reality show about yachties and yachty life. Fuck you, Phil. Fuck you. Um, keep on laughing. Keep on laughing, buddy boy. Okay, uh, I'm curious. You got me. No, seriously. Um, so, it's about yachties. So, the reason why I'm actually super interested in watching the ratings week over week is because this is the first season that it is being simulcast on Peacock now. Mm-hmm. It's a week ahead on Peacock than it is on Bravo. So the new episode airs on Monday, and then on Tuesday or Wednesday, Peacock releases the following week's episode. That's an interesting strategy. That's AMC is using this strategy with a lot of their shows. Um, That new show, uh, Kevin Can Fuck Himself, that's what they're doing. It's being released on AMC Plus before on AMC cable TV. So this seems to be the new strategy that a lot of these cable networks are using to get subscriptions. But they're hurting their ad dollars because I'm pretty sure they're, you know, the the golden demo of the 18 to 49 is being hurt by this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens. Like this is new new water. I mean, so to speak. Digging to those numbers briefly. Um, Disney's already reporting 60 million from Disney Plus alone. Yep. First week. On their I, opening weekend. Yep. Um, which then that translated into a revenue of 33, which I'm. I don't. That number seems a little bit low to me, but I'm wondering what kind of accounting is going on with that. Exactly. That somehow we lost $27 million streaming a video we already made. Well, I guess um, they got to sign Florence, Florence Pug to a, new, uh, to a new contract. So that's where it's going. I mean, I think they already knew that. Yeah, but I know, they, you know what it is. That's still obviously set up. But I, you know just, what I was impressed by her. She was, she's awesome. She was so yeah. good in um, even fighting with my family. Uh, she was good in Midsummer. She's great in this. She's such a good Midsummer. actress. Yeah, I mean, Black Widow made its money back. Yeah, and it's the biggest. It was the, and I'm I'm only going to these numbers, these ones at hand. Yeah, but it's the biggest opening since. <laughs> this is kind of fucked up. It's the biggest opening since. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and then, yeah, but you have to remember when Rise of Skywalker came out. It was December 2019. No, so it's like funny though. Oh, totally. Like it's it's like oh yeah, 2020 was basically nothing. We're a year older, but nothing happened. So funny. Also, also... You're allowed to speak, Phil. (laughs) It's a pandemic year. What am I going to say? I haven't been to the movies in two years, and I don't want to go back. (laughs) My sister went yesterday, apparently. Oh, jeez. What did she... Oh, yeah, she she watched Old. Damn. I am a night shaman. I want to watch that Anthony Bourdain documentary just to see what's what the hoopla is about that's a download unfortunately or a stream i can't support that in any way beyond something more pedestrian just because of why we talked about it last week like i just 
it's just a betrayal of his memory. What uh, uh, talking about pedestrian and not wanting to um, support people? I would hate Uh-oh. to be Activision right now. Oh my god! <laughs> so did that not blow up? <laughs> following a two-year wow. investigation by the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, the state has filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for fostering a frat boy culture in which female employees are allegedly subject to unequal pay and sexual harassment. As reported by Bloomberg, Activision Blizzard is being accused by the state of California of discriminating against female employees at nearly all levels of employment, including in regards to compensation, promotion, assignments, termination. The state alleges Activision Blizzard's leadership has failed to address any of these outstanding issues or prevent them from occurring within the workplace. Um, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack has emailed staff at the company addressing the recent lawsuit, calling the reported behavior, quote-unquote, completely unacceptable and pledging to discuss issues with employees to help the company move forward. I... I saw the fallout from this over the weekend and I was looking at Alana Pierce's tweets yes. about her experience in the gaming industry and I found them absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I saw um some stuff cuz a friend I knew yeah, she's a friend of a friend and uh I was I was just so happy to be talking to this person and yeah, they were kind of give, give, telling me some of the things that she told them. Um, which came out on her Instagram stories or something, but it was just a shit show. Like, you know, she even went into detail about the clothes she wears, um, you know, before a stream or before a meeting and stiff and stuff like that, right? So it's just like yeah, such a shit show. She's always been open about that, that she's got to hide her chest so she doesn't get comments because apparently she's bustier than she lets on type thing. Because people think because she has boobs that it's okay to sexualize her, but that's just her, right? Like it, that part is really gross, but then it was to the point where she's documenting stories about going to industry parties uh, after hours, getting groped by a specific individual, deciding to get in a cab and go to a different place, having that person follow her to that place continue to basically try to grope her until she was finally had enough friends at that event where they stood up for her and shamed the guy. But this was all like from people that she was working with. Yep. Exactly. Like it's, I don't like, it's not, I hate to say it, it. It wasn't acceptable back then, but it was part of life, but it's not the 1920s. You know what I mean? Like it's not the boys club. You can't be, doing this stuff what i don't understand is how the president can have the honest to god balls and play the 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 i didn't know what was going on game right i mean because it's paying a woman 30 percent of what a guy is getting or whatever because it's worked in the past Yeah. yeah right like like you know let's look at the number of times that video game executives could just say whatever and get away with it. Look at Cyber right? CD Project Red and their issues, yeah, right? Yeah, great example. Um, shoot, there's another company that I, there's, I've, 
um, Vertigear. Another freaking company also said a bunch of bullshit that, like, the Activision thing just ate the auction from the room. And, and yeah. Like, wh- why do they do that? Because it's been fine. Because they've just been able to do it in the past. Well, Ubisoft has this cultural, like, off, like, off issue in we- their ranks, don't they? Like, they've been exposed as having a lot of issues on that front. Like, I want to say for the last six months that keeps getting coverage. That's what I was thinking of, that Ubisoft has got to be like, oh, thank God Activision Blizzard is taking the attention off of us. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Let's go back to hiding some skeletons. But if you were Activision, okay, okay, and somebody in that chain, I don't care, like, I know they all know, but somebody had to be, like, really hyper aware. Oh, yeah. Of things, like, to the point where... Yeah, where they're going back to their bedroom at night and thinking, what's happening to Ubisoft is going to be 10 times worse for us if we don't fix our shit and soon and say that we've moved past that. We acknowledge that it happened and we're moving past it as a company. And here's what we've done to make, you know what I mean, make amends for past pay degradation past sexism, you know, everything that was displayed in the workplace, you have a chance to turn that corner and they're just going to go now and go, we didn't know. I mean, this is not, I'm going to push back, not to try to throw any individuals under the bus, but talk about it. Cause I've been in, I've been workplaces like this and, and like Blizzard actually was so bad that like a bunch of men were saying they were sexually harassed and shit. Um, and part of the issue is like, all right, let's say you're a mid-level manager in HR. Like Kevin Meyer, who came out on TikTok saying all these allegations are true and it's a lot worse. And he's like, you know, he's like came out and it's like, let's let's say you wanted to stop the behavior and you're in this huge company. Like, what do you do even if you're in HR? Like you go to your boss and your boss says it's not an issue. Yeah, I, I can see that it gets dead ended and it can be really frustrating from that level. But I'm just thinking on the bigger picture, like somebody higher up looks at the absolute PR destruction that's going on to, to Ubisoft and how they're having to constantly deal with it. It's like whack-a-mole. It just keeps on popping up. They keep on having to issue statements. They keep on having to challenge the culture. And that's where I'm a little bit disappointed that somebody in that kind of upper ranking said, hmm, you know what? Maybe we better start repointing this company a little bit and having a discussion. Yeah, I, I expect it has to come from the top, right? Like, yeah. you're right. There's no way that going to HR, because let's face it, in most companies, HR are just basically there to really protect management. I know it's called human resources, but they, they really yeah. defend a lot of management. Treating a human like a resource. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. My issue with this is that if this were a more accepted culture, a more accepted company, we'd be hearing a lot more about this. But because it's Activision Blizzard, a a video game company for nerds, Mm. it's, it's easily swept under the rug. Let's take a look at the video game industry and the comic book industry in general. Like, how... How 
big of an issue is this in those industries? We know it's a huge industry. Look at look at the comic book industry itself, right? But because it's it's seen as a geek culture and you know a little not 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 real entertainment sometimes, it like this stuff can run rampant. It took a lawsuit and a Bloomberg um, investigation to really like blow it out into proportion, like into the public eye. Yeah. And it's, you know, still probably nothing's going to get done. Yeah. That, that's, that's yeah. like, this is my biggest yes. issue with this, right? Like if this were, if this were Facebook, for example, they'd be in Congress by now. Nope. Disagree. That's where I'm going to push back. Cause we gotta remember Google had a guy who literally sent a memo saying women were just less good at tech and it didn't get a lot of pushback. And then just kind of, we all let it happen. Yeah. I didn't get that memo. Like let's, let's think about what it took to get Weinstein taken care of. And the fact that Casey Affleck just got away scot-free. As did, um, yeah, a couple other people. Well, yeah, a bunch. Casey Affleck was front of mind of like someone who I'm like, I think, I th- I'm, if my memory is correct, it was either alleged or proven he had committed a crime. Yeah. And we just were all like, well, you know, what are you going to do? Or that Marky Mark, like, found guilty of beating up a an African-American because he was African-American. Yeah. 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 We'll see what's, what's going on. Like it's, it's, you know, we're seeing, um, staff are talking about open discrimination in the workplace. There's a whole article that came out like 40 minutes ago. Um, you know, frat boy, et cetera. Will this change the gaming culture? Probably not. Um, James Franco, that's the one who I was thinking of right now. Ah, He agreed to pay $2.2 million to settle sexual misconduct fraud lawsuits. Like, you know, like... (sighs) Anyways, I can go on a huge rant about this and, like... I've got a, a Muppet controversy that I found out today. Oh, no. So, over the weekend, Muppet Babies was on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. And they showed Gonzo wearing a dress. Okay. He was Princess Gonzo. And okay. now people are outraged on the internet that Disney is showing that kind of content to kids. Right. Sure. And I'm like, do you not realize Gonzo dates chickens? <laughs> <laughs> do you not realize that Bugs Bunny has been dressing up as a woman and kissing yeah. Elmer Fudd? Since like, the fifties, what's the big deal here? <laughs> like, I'm like, he's the weirdest character there is. Why are we getting upset over this? But yeah, yep, yep. It's a I, I I remember watching Bugs Bunny and seeing him in the woman's dress and everything. And you know what? It didn't alter my universe. It was just like that's what Bugs Bunny's doing. Same with Gonzo. I, I never questioned him and Camilla. You're like, look, whatever a gonzo and a chicken do yeah. in their own room, it's if everyone's business. consenting. I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. It's a funny world. 
And yet yep. they're not upset about the, the Activisions of the world and the cultures there. Well, I but yeah, you know, that's me being a shit disturber. <sighs> what a shit show of a... And then, man, it just seems to be a lot of things that pisses a lot of people off. Because I've been seeing some <laughs> amazingly ignorant comments about Michael B. Jordan producing, maybe starring in the Black Superman series, the Valzod series for HBO Max. Sure. Nothing shocks me. Yep. That's my uh, defeated tone. I'm sorry. Do you want how do you want do we want to do some good news? Um actually I want to ask you a question, Tyler. What do you think okay. of this Steam Deck? Oh, look, it's gonna be another piece of Steam cash out, and they're not gonna support it. Like I got in the other room, my Steam hooks up to the TV one for you. Oh yeah. And they just been like they don't support that shit anymore. Every time yep. I get, I get it. I gotta like rehack it to make it work. Yep. <laughs> right. That's like the Steam issue, right? doesn't. That's Steam the issue. Right there. After the splurge, Boris and I were like, after the the press, Boris and I were kind of excited about this thing. Then I started doing more research on it, and I'm like, it only does 30 frames per second. It's they've got such a crap track record of hardware, and I'm like. I'm not touching this with my seven hundred dollars. But especially for like, let's like, like with 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 where technology is right now. Like, hey Phil, how many years of Stadia can you get for seven hundred dollars? Yeah, I know, right? And just stream it through any monitor in your house. Yep. No, that's that's exactly it. I'm like, why am I? It's just to get in on that PC gaming thing, but it's blocked by Linux, right? So I'm like, we're dependent upon, you know, people wanting to actually put it on that platform. It's just not enough to throw it on the Steam to get it on the Valve's machine to get it, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, how many layers is this now? And what an ecosystem. I'm like, no, I, you know, like you say, Stadia, Xbox, PlayStation. <laughs> Yep. Oh, 30 frames per second. Like, come on, man. It's, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. I'm becoming a frames per second snob. That's what I've learned this weekend. And ray tracing. You give a shit about ray tracing? Uh, it depends. <laughs> uh, I'm now to the point where I'm, I'm, it, the FPS is starting to really take over for me. Right. On gaming. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. I don't know uh, what it is, but buttery smooth games are buttery. Uh, Pokemon's getting a live action TV series from Netflix. That's a thing that's going to happen. I mean, okay. they're talking about taking from the creative team of Detective Pikachu, and that wasn't a bad movie. I liked it. I liked yeah. it a lot. Cute. Yeah. Very cute. I'm on board. Yeah. Hey, Same. you know what? There's a huge appetite for it. They do well. Yep. Yep. Thrawn and Ezra have been cast. That's the rumor. Yep. They fell Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What do you think about, what about the casting? What are the, what is the casting? I haven't seen the names. I deliberately avoided it because it was heavy rumor. Yeah. So when I see it as rumor like that, uh, it's, 
you know what? We're not going to know until it actually airs or something leaks on IMDb yeah. or something like that. Like we knew Tamara Morrison was going to be reprising the role of Boba Fett because of some IMDb link or leak or something like that. So we had a good guess, but we still weren't sure who was what. You know, Disney play it close to the vest. There's lots of speculation. I've seen it speculated in the past two years so much that I just don't believe anything. Yep, exactly. Anymore. Because I heard that it was Phil Madsen or something or Michael Madsen or his brother or whatever. It just kept on doing that. And he's the voice in the cartoons. And and then they got the history with Ashley Eckstein and they didn't reprise her as Ahsoka. So I just don't put any weight in any of it. Just like we, you know, kind of do on this show. Exactly. Has to be credited. Ish. 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 I'll find out, I'm sure, and see some buzz. I watched, you know, Star Wars Explained. I'm I'm kind of down on my Star Wars theory. I'm not digging him right now. Um, but I do like some of his content. But Star Wars Explained is a pretty good resource. And mm-hmm. they usually have half. But in, you know, reality and one foot in speculation. But, like, if you're going to go out there and watch YouTube channels about Star Wars, stay the hell away from Mike Zero. That is pure yeah. trash. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times every week he's like, oh, this is going to happen. It's for sure. Kathleen Kennedy's fired. Yeah. <laughs> part of that, part of that, uh, part of that hate machine that just gets people paid. Yeah. It's, it's literally the fear mongering and everything like that. I just can't stand it in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. As far as that goes. So going back to streaming. We saw this year that Warner Brother movies went straight to HBO Max, and then they're going this to split uh, simul release. Um, so I guess the powers that be had a lot of discussions, and it was announced that Warner Brothers is going to be releasing about 22 exclusive movies onto HBO Max next year. That's- a lot of content. That is a lot of content. It makes sense. Like it makes story. sense that that was going to be the plan. Like you're going to have your theatrical releases, and then you're going to have like your HBO Max exclusives. Which I'm going to be very interested to see if like if there's any big name movies, like high budget movies, or are we going to get like um, you know Netflix like exclusives? And by that I mean low quality, starring. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Oh God. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know what? I, I'd like to see, to be honest, in the Canadian marketplace, I want to see HBO Max come into the Canadian marketplace more officially, because it's driving me nuts the way that Bell are running it with Crave, because they're constantly running the ads here in Canada that new one crave this month and they list all the movies and they never once mention in that ad that you need to have two subscriptions in order to get those movies. You need to have crave and you need to have HBO. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how they're getting away with that. No but one gives a shit. No one notices. Thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, that's a, that's $40 a month. What you're asking for right there. I would it's- happily give just $20 and get rid of all of it. Um. Uh, what's it called? So we're seeing more and more chatter 
in the mainstream media about the semiconductor and and shipping issues. Um, the semiconductor issue, analysts are actually saying it's going to last into 2023. Woof. Yeah. I heard previously like spring 2022, so that's a more accurate picture now. Yep. It's uh, going to be a hell of a thing. Like, again, buy your electronics now. Buy what you can. Um, yeah, at work, we're having issues getting yeah. computers. Same here. And, and the other issue is, is that the used car market is inflating. Yep. Because you can't get a new car, but the new used cars have so much demand on them now. If you want to sell and you want to, you know, walk to work or just work from home and get rid of your vehicle, it could be a, a good opportunity coming up yep. in order to make a little bit extra coin on it. Yep. It's a crazy world we live in, man. Yeah, I know. Tyler can get a boat. Tyler can get a boat. Yeah, he can. He's on the East Coast. (laughs) Good for him. Um, PS5 restuck is angering people. Well, gonna have to keep waiting. You know what's funny? Well, what's funny? I know we'll get into it when we get into it, but. I pulled up the uh, store I bought my Xbox Series S from, mm-hmm. and you can order the Xbox Series X, no problem right now. Yep. I, I don't know how you've ever had issue. <laughs> like, I, I've i never had an I, issue. I just choose not to buy it. I It's just, it wasn't showing. It wasn't hitting. Mm-hmm. Now that I say that, when I scratched just slightly deeper, I found it everywhere. Yeah. But uh, the one spot that was reliable as an app was showing that it's out of stock. Yeah. And the other one, naturally being EB Games, was their website is broken. Well, their, their website, website is trash. Broken. It's horrible. Yeah. Because you can put it, it, it... It's absolutely garbage. Yeah. There's a lot of issues with it. Yeah. So I, I didn't think to check with my local Microplay, who has them on the shelf. But it, it, you know, Staples has it. But I also hear these horror stories of ordering it from Staples, and then finding out that it's back ordered for two months, and they don't tell you, mm-hmm. and they just mm-hmm. take your money and make you wait. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit apprehensive. So I was going to go to Toys R Us because I knew it was physically in stock at my local store, or go to Best Buy, who was saying that it was physically in stock. So it was. It came down to that, and that reporting isn't always easy to follow. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's why I thought it was harder to get, but I know I've seen them in stores. Well, so. now that we're talking about it, talk, tell us about your out of box experience, your purchasing experience, your first weekend with the system and whatnot. Okay, so I ran this thing through the paces. It's just an S. I some things that I was under some some pretenses that I was assuming or was under or led to believe by media is that. This is a 2K gaming box, not a 4K gaming box. However, I get it out of the box. I hook it up to a 2K monitor, strangely enough, which is kind of part of the reason why I bought it. And first of all, the setup is completely different than any other Xbox. You have to download an app, take a picture of a QR code. Then I'm assuming that that QR code 
has all of the serial number and everything of that box in it so it registers it to you without mm-hmm. you even knowing yeah right? that's what i'm assuming so because there were points at which you could opt out of the setup and it would just happen on the actual xbox <laughs> so that was a little more normal so there is a little bit of a corralling that goes on which i was a you know it, it's no big deal but i'm just thinking there was no way around that qr code so I'm like, if you don't have a cell phone, a smartphone, which I know that's a very small minority of people, but I would imagine there might be people who don't have that option. I guess you got to call Microsoft. Yeah, there's got to be another way to do it, right? Like there has to be. Yeah, I just went for the easiest way. I, you know, at that point, I'm excited to get it going. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like initial impressions are, okay, it's a little bit smoother um, than the Xbox One s that i had so the series s is a bit smoother but overall it would be akin to me going from a ps4 regular to a ps4 pro Mm. because the operating system stays exactly the same Mm -hmm. you move right into the system i plugged in my hard drive from the one s i just moved everything directly over didn't do any special work on the old system put it on the series s started it up and boom my background's the same you know login everything's just there i'm like okay this is this is fine but it just didn't feel that monumental like the playstation 5 which is like a redone store and everything so it's got its pluses and minuses because all of the apps that worked on the one s just work on the series s or the series x so you get everything there and it's just re-registering it so that's a plus because of the variety but it just doesn't feel like you've made a move right the controller's almost exactly the same it's a little edged off a little more on the triggers there's a third button in there and the the bumpies are a little bit better than they were so on the controller front playstation wins hands down for having innovation there um yeah and everything else um were just general surprises so i hooked it up to a 4k monitor and guess what? It plays all of its videos in 4K. <clears throat> okay. So then I start, well, what about gaming? What resolution am I in when I game? And I pick up Forza Horizon 4 and start playing that. I download the enhanced edition for the Xbox XS. And it's playing in 4K. No problem. And it's playing in 4K at 60 frames per second. Because I'm like, this is really smooth compared to the S, Series S, or these um, one S. So I'm like, this is like, you know, that frames per second that we were talking about. So I'm starting to form this opinion that, hey, this is really good for racing. And then I did some combo racing with friends who were playing on their older generation Xboxes. And it worked flawlessly. All in 4K. Everything's great. Downloaded Flight Simulator, which launches tonight at midnight. 100 gigabytes of that. I downloaded Outriders, the XS edition, stuff like that. Everything works great on it. It's exceeding my expectations technically wise. From like, so it's exceeding expectations in terms of the next gen Xbox or the Xbox Series S. The Series S. Yeah. As far as I thought that it was going to be a 2K, um, kind of crappy experience. Like I moved it even over to my 4K TV. 
and I put it on the 4K TV. The 4K TV is capable of 120 hertz at 1080p. Mm-hmm. And the Xbox figured that out. And it's just like, well, if there's a 120 game, you can play 120. So I can't find that it's falling down anywhere because my PlayStation 5, it can only play 120 hertz at 1080p on any yeah. game when I look that up. Yeah. So this is surprising to me that it's got way more horsepower and capability than I thought it would, especially for a box like half the size of the PS5. Yes. It is exceptionally tiny. The only thing that I have yet to do research on is how does it handle games that I previously loaded onto the external hard drive that were keyed in to the disc because now I don't have a disc drive. So those old 360 games where I have, you know, Force Awakens 2, the disc, I got to try starting that game up because now it knows that it can't put a disc in. It's all yeah. weird little things like that. Like it's there and they're tackling them as a company. Mm-hmm. They are. And I'm kind of excited too, because the hard drive is exceptionally small. I am probably going to buy that one terabyte card. Yep. That's expensive, but extremely portable. You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, Hmm. So if I do get an X down the road, I can just plug this thing in and get an instant one terabyte. So from your experience right now, what would be the key difference between the X and the S? Why would I want to get an X? The X is definitely going to be a beast when you get into the exclusive titles. Mm -hmm. So the big test is going to be tonight when I've, when I, or tomorrow, probably when I load up flight simulator, because that's going to push the system. So I'm like, Right now, I'm playing old games on a new box and impressed that it's playing the old games at the high resolution and high right. frame rate. So I don't think it's pushing the box. But the minute I put in Flight Simulator or the minute I put in Halo Infinite when it releases, that type of thing, then all bets are off. Like, now right. I'm going to see it struggle. Then I'm going to see the frame rate drop. Then I'm going to see all of this great stuff start to evaporate and go, why, oh, why didn't I spend the extra two or 300 bucks? Right. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but for portability and everything like that, like there's Kickstarters now where you can just go out and get a screen that attaches to the back, puts on ports, and folds onto the top of it. So you can have like a, it's like, it would be like chubby laptop. As long as you have a power source, you can game on this LCD screen in a hotel or whatever, right? It's something that you can just drop in a bag, really. It's that small. It's, you know, a little bit fat, but. It's yeah. not that bad. You could move this thing around. That's why Alana Pierce, when she went to Australia, took an Xbox One S. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. And it funny thing is, the one thing that stands out to me that's kind of weird is they didn't give me a USB A to C charging cable for the controller. And there's <laughs> no USB C port on the device. <laughs> Everything's a USB A port. Hmm. Interesting. So, you know, at least there's one USB-C port on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And things like that. So I see that embracement there. But, you know, I have to look in that box again and stuff because it's kind of like a bit of a lot. You just took everything out unboxing, to but set it up. Yeah, I didn't even, like, I just unplugged my old Xbox and used the same cord and you know, um, HDMI right. cable. Right. Like, it's all universal. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and that's 
to their credit, but also to their detriment. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes when you have to work for it, you go, this is different and maybe it's better. Right. Yep. It's that impression. But when for it's sure. just hot swappable, you're like, hmm, what what did I upgrade? <laughs> I mean, isn't the PS4 same as the PS5 plugs? I think it might be. I think that's also the same. I don't remember. And and yeah. to, to that, they're also like they're an older style. Like it's not they're the um a bunch of printers use the same cable as the yes, PS5. They do. Yeah. Yep. I know that hack. And the funny thing is though. I never took my PS4 out of the spot that it's in, my PS4 Pro, because the PS5 wasn't going to fit there. Oh, I'm going to fit there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so you know, that, that shelf is going to collapse. <laughs> Sounds about right. So, yeah, okay, I'm going to have to run the cable. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, All right. I, you know, well, it wasn't terrible. Go, Go check out the Xbox, everybody. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're hitting the hour mark. Phil, do your thing. All right, if you want to tell us why we Xbox sucks or anything why else about what three, we talked four, about sucks. here, you can. Why 343 three sucks, I said. Go ahead. You can continue. Oh, 343, oh, three, it does suck. It ruined Halo. <laughs> you can hit us up on our website at www.itscanonpodcast.com. You can track us down on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at It's Canon Podcast. You can email us at show at It's Canon Podcast. You can subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Anywhere you find podcasts, you're going to find the It's Canon Podcast. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe. Tell a friend. And if the platform allows it, leave a rate and review. And thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us. Yep. We thank every person who has listened to this whether it's the first time or the hundredth time you've listened to us thank you very much um you know we will be back in a week's time to give you more pop culture news more geek news and the best part of it all is it's all in canon he's phil he's tyler i'm boris good night <laughs>